0: To attend this uh, evening service, so yeah, um, welcome, and uh, it's a blessing to be up here once again, and it's always a privilege to be given the chance to speak to everyone, to speak to you all, and to uh, learn more about the Word of God. And tonight's uh, message it like to be a bit more on the shorter side. Um, amen. But um, I hope that even though. Maybe shorter, I hope that everyone can still be spiritually uh, fed. And tonight, um, our topic uh, for tonight will be about Peter. And so, uh, about Peter, uh, this this will be the time and the story uh, when Peter went fishing. And you know, in the end though, he went fishing, but he could not catch a single fish. But there's Jesus here, later on he told Peter here to... Launch up into the deep, and let down your nets for a drop. Then, um, after that, we we know that um, after um, they cast the nets down, all of a sudden, the fish came flooding, they came flooding the net, and there was so much fish, that that fish, the fishing net, broke. Now, uh, I'm sure that story will be familiar to a lot of us here, but if it's not, if it's completely new to you, then we'll be okay, we'll be reading the story five that you can turn to later on but yeah i will summarize that story also after that um after the opening prayer and after we reading so uh, what i'll be preaching about here so i'll be using that story of peter when he went fishing uh, the story of both jesus christ and peter to show a lot of um, different themes uh, mainly some of them being to um, the theme of trying again and the theme of obeying God's word. So um, specifically here, you know, when uh, when we are unsuccessful, when Peter was unsuccessful in his fishing, we should try it again. So yeah, Peter here, uh, he is a fisherman, and you know, um, he, although he's a fisherman, he failed to do his job. He could not do his job. He could not catch that one, not even one single fish, even if he's knowledgeable, you know, um, even though he's a seasoned you can make a seasoned uh, fisherman He could not catch a single fish But when the Lord um, came to him When the Lord talked to him And told him to let down his man uh, you know, Peter, he followed him um, you know, So that means you know, he was unsuccessful But he still tried again So I'll be using the story here of Peter And how that story there We can make it relate to our own lives From when we're being unsuccessful For us to try again And, you know, we're all um, well experienced, um, all different about that topic of failure, and to try again, you know, that's personally something that I struggle with. You know, when I fail something, let's say an exam or a task that's been given to me, you know, I get discouraged quickly. Or, you know, instead of trying to, you know, reflect on it, instead of trying to improve on that thing that I failed on, um, I, I naturally, you know, I'm like, oh no and I want to just forget it as quick as possible. I want to forget about it as soon as possible, and then leave it. I don't really try and you know attempt it a second time, or um, yeah, I don't really try again if I'm not uh, needed to try again, or if I'm not forced to try again. You know, a small example in that regard, you know, um, I've had people in who, you know, i try tried to talk about uh, about the Bible with them, I've tried to bring up the Bible with them, you know, in my high school days, or anything related to about that topic, and then you know, they reject me or you know, oh I don't want to hear about it, you know, I don't want to hear about you know Jesus, I don't want to hear about God, you know, I don't care about that thing, I don't care about religion. I've had those things told them to me and then, you know, I think oh and I say to them, oh, okay, that, that's fine and then um, you know yeah they tell me they don't want to hear about it and then after that I shouldn't be trying again. But you know, I, I don't bring it up anymore. I don't bring up the topic anymore. I don't you know. I think it's a done deal. I think it's you know time to give up. So I was unsuccessful, um, but I did not try again at that time. So yeah. So that's the thing of just this trying again thing. And you know the that thing of trying again that could literally apply to you know anything. You know I'm sure we can all recall a time of um, you know we you know you refuse to try again because you know, that failure was so big to you, that failure hurt you so much, you know, I don't want to try again, I don't want to hurt myself again, what if I fail again? I don't want to do it anymore. And then, you know. But, um, yeah. So, you know, that could, could be some small things, or some bigger decisions in life where, you know, we went through something, and you fail, and then you never try again. You know, there's um, heavy examples, and you know, there's also you know, lighthearted examples, You know, um, I'll I'll give an example here, a light-hearted example here, you know, um, uh, let's see here, you know, um, who here is good at baking? I know, especially through the youth, that made like, cookies, and they share them around, and they're very delicious. So, um, yeah, uh, I know there's people here that are great at baking, and I am one of them. Um, You know, I remember I baked at home. Months ago, now one time, and uh, let's just say I never baked again. <laughs> um, you know, I was making cookies, and I did too much flour on them, and then you know when the cookie was done, it was just fully black. <laughs> or I try to I pick up the cookie, and then it would just crumble straight so away. So you know, um, and that's just a small example there, but you can you can apply this theme of trying again with anything. Um, in that case, that was my example. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, a lot of the time, you know, maybe you fail so bad, that that feeling of failure, oh, I don't want to try it again, I don't want to experience it again, no thank you, um, running away, basically. So, yeah, um, enough about that, Uh, let's, uh, open up in the Word of Prayer, and then let's all turn our Bibles to read the story. Let's all bow our heads and pray, Father, God, Lord, thank you. Lord, today, thank you for this um, that you've given us and this night you've given us, Lord. Thank you that we could all gather here um, once again to learn more about your words, Lord. And I pray for this preaching, Lord. I pray that you give me your wisdom. Put your words in my mouth, Lord, and Lord, help these people to be blessed and to leave this place uh, to learn new things, Lord, and that they may apply it in their lives outside of church, Lord. I pray that you just be with everyone, that you give us your wisdom, Lord, and that you continue to bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Right. Amen. Amen. Now first of all, let's familiarize ourselves with the story of Peter here. So let's all turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 5, and we'll read verses 1 to 11. Now, I want us you know, um, to really you know, familiarize, to really read properly. I want everyone to stand up. Let's all uh, read responsibly, um, so you can see, you can hear with the people around you, just so you can really focus on the story here. And uh, you will know. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. I will read verse number 1. You guys reply with two responsibly until verse number 11. I'll read verse number 1 here. And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he entered into one of the ships. Which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and talked the people out of the ship. Shall I to speak? And, I shall the for and Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sing. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord." For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drop of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with and Jesus said unto Simon, Feed not, out from hand without God's passion. And when they have brought their ships to the land, they could pursue all and follow him. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I'll just summarize what we just have, you know, read right here. So, uh, you know, starting in verse 1, the people, uh, this great crowd, this multitude, the people here, you know, they really, they really um, hungered, they, they really wanted to learn more about God, they wanted to learn more about the word of God, they wanted to learn about Jesus, you know, they, they had a strong desire to learn more about him, and they just wanted to keep on, you know, learning, and continuing on, you know, Jesus, he saw the two ships, which had all of the fishermen on them. and here, uh, you know, uh, in um, verse 3, um, he he entered into Simon's ship, and he decided to teach everyone. He decided to do the ministry. Decided to do work from the boat that he was on. And then after that, Jesus after Jesus saw the people and finished speaking, he then told Simon to launch out into the deep. You know, to you know, throw out your net uh, into the deep water to go catch some fish. So, but then you know, Simon he replies saying. Lord, we have been toiling all night. Uh, you know, we've been fishing all night, but, you know, we've caught none. And he then says, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I want you guys to remember that phrase there. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So, you know, because he said so, Lord, because he told me to, Lord, I will let down the net, or I will do as you said. So, you know, keep in mind that these are fishermen. These are, you know, they know what they're doing, they're seasoned fishermen, they know the sea, the conditions, and they, they know how to catch fish. And, you know, th- this whole time they've been launching on the net, they've been trying to um, um, catch fish, they've been launching on the net many times, but, you know, uh, even though they still followed, they still heeded Jesus' word to still let down the net, even so though they will probably think in their minds, oh, we're not going to catch anything anyway, but yeah, they still follow him. They still follow Jesus Christ, and uh, and you know, oh yeah, let's let's uh, go launch out the net. But then we, we then later read, you know, it says you know um, the net it caught so much fish. It says there a great multitude of fish, and so much fish that the net broke. And yeah, that's when they you know they call for the other fishermen and other men. They call for backup, backing to their partners. Um, but then you yeah, know there was so much weight that the ship. Insane. So, you know, we continue reading, you know, Simon Peter, he, you know, they felt um, they felt ashamed or they felt astonished. And he was on his knees saying, Depart from me, O Lord, uh, Then know, stay away from me I may sin for I am a sinful man. But then Jesus replied and in the last verses they said and comforted them saying, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch me. So that was, that's just uh, I guess an easier summary here to what we just have read. But um, yeah, we'll continue on. You know, we can really learn a lot from this story here. And um, before I start with the, the main, main, main points, I wanted to talk about the, the people here in verse number um, you know, 1. You know, something that struck out to me a bit in Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. So the people here, they pressed upon him. Jesus, you know, so they were they were really close to him. They were, you know, close vicinity to him, and were pressing on them because they were really desperate to hear the word of God. They were really desperate to, you know, learn more about him, and they really truly, they truly, truly longed to hear more about him. They truly longed to um, learn more. They wanted to learn a lot, and you know, I think um, just reading that, you know, uh, gave me that thought. You know, that should be us as well. Us. Um, as Christians we ought to have that same hunger, that same drive into learning more about the Word of God. You know, we need to also want to press unto the Word of God and to cleave to Him. And just basically having that drive to, you know, um, uh, to maximize yourself into learning more about the Word of God. So, you know, the drive to attend all of these different church services, the drive to or the wanting to you know um, go into whatever ministries there are in the church or whatever meetings that are needed you know to attend those meetings so just maximizing your time to learn more about um, god so you know this big group they're probably they probably you know walked um, a long distance they probably left their far away homes and you know just to learn more about god meanwhile you know us here you know we struggle to have that, that same hunger that same um, drive, you know, we have easy accessibility, uh, we all have cars, and um, it's maybe a 10 20 minute drive, could be longer, could be shorter, but there's still something that's making us um, not having that drive to um, go to church, you know, oh, I'm too, I'm too tired, or oh, I'm too busy, or oh, look, look outside, it's raining today, I'll just stay home, um, and or maybe I'll view the service online, um, yeah, so it's hard for us to show some of that hunger that these people had uh, but instead, you know, we should be saying, you know, oh, I did a lot of things for work I had a lot of tasks that I did, but I still need to go to church you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty tired, but I still need to go to church let's go attend this training, let's go attend this youth training this um, camp, this certain service, even though I am so... Busy, so that's you know um, that's the hunger that those people had that they were pressing on him. So that was just something, some food for thought that I read in that verse number one, um, verse number one But moving on, uh, the first point here, the first point I wanted to focus on here is um, Jesus Christ. So um, point number one about Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was interested in Peter's occupation. Jesus Christ was interested in Peter's occupation, so, uh, you know, Jesus Christ here, he knew that Peter here, that he knew that Peter was a fisherman, and he knew that um, um, that, that was Peter's job, and you know, that he was really interested in it, and, you know, standing with you guys too, Jesus Christ, he knows your occupation, he knows, um, you know, that job you have, um, he knows that your whatever your interests are in that field, your occupation, and, you know, he knows all of that about us. So, yeah, Jesus Christ, he knows your occupation, and he's really interested in that um, occupation, just as he was in Peter, because, you know, your occupation is a place, uh, it's a different place, a different area, where there's um, a lot of potential, so there's a lot of unsaved, And there are places where, um, you know, you can be used. So, you know, Jesus Christ, He knows about our daily lives. You know, He knows about your daily work, your schedule, the amount of days you go to work. He knows all of these things. Office worker, a site worker, a high school student, intermediate, university student, etc. You know, there's a lot of different things here. And so, you know, He's interested in, you know, whatever you are, your, your title, whatever lessons you know whatever duties that you may have, whatever strengths that you may have, he's interested um, in in everything um, that you own. So Jesus Christ is interested in your occupation. Now, Peter here, he's a character that he was still pleasing to the Lord even in his occupation, even in his fishing, as well as in, you know, when he would listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, something that I definitely struggle with and a lot of Christians struggle with and it's regarding our occupations you know um, sometimes we may live a very I guess like a divided life into two you know we split our our lives up into two you know and, uh, like I said I'm definitely guilty of this where you know two lives and one of them is having that one really spiritual life and splitting that up with your you know your work life your school life Those things are completely two separate things and I know I I definitely like that. I'm guilty of that and I'm sure you guys can find that relatable, you know. You keep the spiritual stuff only in the spiritual places. So home. And you know, in your home you keep it there or you just keep it to your church or when you're with other Christians and you don't bring those things into the outside places, into those uh, workplaces or your school, or when you're with your different Families and different friends, but you know um, the verse here, and it's a very famous here. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirty-one. Um, I'm sure you guys heard this. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So um, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So yeah, that phrase there, whatsoever you do, that includes everything. You know, whatever you. Um, do also the glory of God. So that means um, that also includes your work or your place, your occupation. You know, um, you can still, um, you not you can be a blessing to God outside of the church. You can still be a blessing to God in your workplace. You can still have opportunities, you can still use opportunities in the workplace, in your occupation. You know, Jesus Christ, he was still pleasing his father just as much um, as when he was working as a carpenter or in his public ministry. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to focus on here. Jesus Christ, who is was interested in Peter's daily occupation as a fisherman, and he uses that later on, and we'll talk about it later. And uh, we can learn from that that he's also interested in your own occupation, whatever you are, uh, whatever job you may have, whatever title, or whatever place that you attend. Um, you know, we're all unique, we're all different. He's all interested in that unique thing that you have. So the next point here, so we learn here Jesus Christ was interested in Peter's occupation and um, and, when, and what we read here in verse 3, you can see that uh, Jesus, he used Simon's book and he used it um, for his preaching. So he used what belongs to Silent to do his preaching and you know, remember, uh, like I said before, the people here, they were pressing upon Jesus. You know, they were all really close to him, they were all eager, they really wanted to learn more about him so much that, you know, um, you know, Jesus might have needed to take him, you know, needs his own room. He can't teach people when you're constantly crowded, you know, it's hard to teach when people are just, you know, all over your face. So, um, we can see that adversary, he, um, he was talking to Simon, you know to, you know, to use his boat. So, um, yeah. So, Jesus Christ used Simon's boat, so Jesus prayed to um, him, uh, to Simon, that he would thrust out a little from the land, so, um, he asked Simon, you know, let's go into the sea a bit, let's, you know, get a bit of distance, uh, let's go a little away from the land, so I can teach, um, so I can teach the people properly, you know, so I can, um, I won't be, there won't be a lot of people crowded around me, I can teach these people properly, let me go into your ship and go a little bit of a distance so more people can see me more people can hear me. So uh, that's what happened. So Jesus here, not only was he interested in Peter um, um, and his occupation, in a, uh, Simon being a fisherman, um, of course, because Simon was a fisherman, Jesus would know that he would also own a boat. So you know, he came to Simon to ask him to let him have this day of occupation so a fisherman and to let him have what he did belongs to him. So in this case, his boat. So he can use uh, his pre- so he can use it as a preaching place. He came to Simon to ask him to use his boat to use it as a pulpit. So basically um, that's the same thing with, with us. So just as Jesus used Simon's boat to teach a great crowd, you know, Jesus Christ can use your work desk. Jesus Christ can use your school desk, you know, your office, whatever, your sites, as his preaching place, as a potential place to give up and to um, teach people. So this is, that's why I said before that Jesus Christ is interested in our occupations because that's already a lot of opportunities present. Now, if you think about it like this, right now um, in our church, you know, um, there's about 80 official members, minimum, I'm not really sure what the number is, but there's also... Quite a bit of people here, and you know, right now we're all in one building. Um, But come tomorrow, when the weekdays start, you know, we'll all be scattered. You know, we'll all be in respective different places. You know, we'll be north, south, west, east, and we'll all be in respective different companies or schools, etc. So that's you know, eighty people, and we're all going in separate places. So that means that uh, that there's you know, eighty different unique locations among the church. So that's. 80 unique occupations and places for God to do His work. So there's me, I'm a student in the University of Auckland. Um, God can maybe, you know, God will and God maybe can use my desk there or wherever I sit there to maybe talk to the people around me or because I take this certain class, because I take this certain degree, um, um, and you know, because I take those things, other people will have that same thing and, you know, that can be an outlet for God to do His work. And so God can use me there to do whatever He wants. You no, know? so that's just me. Think about, you know, your own lives. So you're placed in X company, or you are a student in X high school, intermediate university. So, uh, and you're a part of that team, and you're part of that certain, you know, company. So, you know, um, that means that, you know, you are unique, and, you know, you're you're not going to have the same position as, or you're not going to have an identical place as some of these people, uh, you know, the, these people around you. So, you know, you are unique and you can be used in that certain place. So, you know, if you're a student, you know, give God your school desk, you know, to talk to your next seed neighbors. You know, if you're maybe, maybe you are a desk office job, you have other people around you that also have desks around you with and that's already potential people that now, you know, if we add up those 80 people, those 80 members, that's, this is just minimum it, and how, um, how everyone is in a unique place with different people all the time and let's say in your work, um, you are averagely, you know, you're close with or you're in close distances with or you talk to, you know, maybe let's say five people. Now, so you're consistently talking with the same five people. That could be the five people in your team. That could be the people that you are you know, talking to. You know, are um, part of this team and the other team members around you. So you're always talking to these certain people, you're consistently talking to. Um, same five people. It could be, you know, it could be depending where uh, you're working, it could be a lot higher, it could be a lot lower. And you know, your workmates that's best who's in front of you or the right or left behind of you you know that those are already chances and you know because you're already in close distance with them and, you know chances are you already talking to them a lot anyways so you know so that's 80 people so that's 80 different people here and we all talk to around five different people that's 400 potential um, opportunities 400 different chances that we can possibly take and that's if free all give God our occupation and the things that we own for him to Use. Um, you know, and it's really important, you know, I can't share to those people in the company you work in. It, it'll be hard for me to, you know, um, do the work to, you know, the company that you work in, the school that you attend, you know. Um, you know um, yeah, you know, and the things that are on your desk, um, you know, I can't use your desk to be a preaching station or a a preaching station, but in outlet to, you know, share the gospel at your company. I can't share, to the young ones, I can't share the gospel to those year nines, to those year elevens, year sevens, whatever they are in whatever college you attend or intermediate, but definitely you can, you know, if you're, you know, um, if that is your title, if you're a student, if you go to the high school, you can, you know, do the work there, but obviously I can't, and same thing opposite. You guys are probably unlikely to um, share the gospel to another university of Auckland student but I can because I'm a student there and I am in close distances with everyone so that's once again just some more food for thought so that was point number two and you know we can uh, you know one and two they really combine and they really relate together well so Jesus he was interested in Peter's occupation and his boat the things that he owns uh, to do um, uh, his work, and that's the same with us, so the, the occupation that you are and the places that you go to, so he's interested in, um, in those things. So, um, I'll continue on here, and um, when we, if we continue reading here, so after he, Jesus here, after he taught the big crowd, after he was done in the ship, um, we see here that Jesus, he tested Simon's faith. And he did that with this comment of launch out into the deep and uh, then down the So, you know, Jesus Christ, he was, he was here saying this, you know, he was showing his compassion to all of the fishermen. You know, he knew that Simon and all of the other fishermen, you know, they, they were at work all night, they toiled all night, they were fishing all night. But in the end, they still caught zero fish. And of course, you know, when you're working all night, and you are, you know, you're skilled at that type of work. You are, you know, excellent at that work. You expect yourself to get good results. But you know, you so in this case, they expect to have a lot of fish because they are fishermen. But you know, to get zero results, or in this case, to get zero fish, you know, of course that might leave them frustrated. You know, that, that's a different type of frustration. You know, when, you know you're capable, but do it. So, you know, we all have different things that you're you're probably strong at or you're very knowledgeable with and, you know, when you have that knowledge and then, you know, to gain zero fruit from it or to gain nothing from it that's obviously upsetting to you, you know that you'll feel upset from it and it just annoys you. So, Jesus knew that Simon was probably feeling like that. And so he tested, you know, Simon's faith there saying, you know, launch uh, out into the deep and let down your nets, you know. I know that you've, you know, uh, that you've been toiling the whole night. I know that you've already been doing what I said, launching into the deep. But still, Jesus here, he stays here, launching into the deep and let it down your night. Now, I want to focus here um, on uh, Simon Peter and his, his response. So, uh, if we could just go to verse 5, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 5. And Simon, answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the So the next point here um, is that phrase, at thy word, I will. And I want you guys to you know to write that phrase down, highlight it, circle it, whatever you want. I just want you guys to remember that phrase, at thy word, I will. Um, so Peter here. Um, The whole night, you know, he he tried and tried and tried to get the fish, but he failed. But instead of being upset, um, he didn't give way to any, he didn't get discouraged. Um, He didn't think twice, and, you know, he had zero hesitation because it was the Lord Jesus Christ's word, or it was um, the Lord Jesus Christ telling him to launch out to the deep. And, you know, obviously when he got told that, oh, Jesus told me, sure, hold it. Um, Yeah, so his word alone, Jesus Christ's words alone was enough for them to act and that should be uh, a lesson for us, you know, us as Christians, we should do the same, to have that uh, phrase, at thy word I will, and to just apply that to your own lives and your own work, etc. You know, that should be a rule, at thy word I will, that should be a rule in our own Christian life. And, yeah, I just want you guys to you know, leave later and to remember that phrase, at thy word, I will. So, you know, um, not just in here. There are other um, biblical characters. They face many tasks that just seem, let's say, outrageous, that seem impossible to them, and, you know, they can't do it. You know, they face commands that were very difficult, but because the Lord Jesus Christ commanded it to them, because you know the Lord Jesus Christ told them to do it, then they obeyed. So at Jesus' word I will. So, you know, Moses, you got know, told to make a path through the Red Sea. You know, that's definitely, you know, to a normal human that, that's impossible. But, you know, you know, how can you split water? How can you split a sea? But Moses here, he still obeyed because the Lord Jesus Christ told him to do it. So at Jesus' uh the God's word, he did it, he split the sea. Been like a, this task, you know, it's impossible for me, but with God, it will be possible to have that, you know, mentality, and another example, um, Abraham, you know, he was told to offer up his son, um, Isaac, to be a um, sacrifice, you know, his own son, uh, he was told to offer up his own son, of course, a son that he loves dearly, and I know I'm not a parent, but, you know, it's definitely hard to offer up your son or to be a sacrifice, but Abraham here he still he still followed through. You know, he, he was going to sacrifice his son because it was from you know, God's word and he told him to do it. And that's an example about the phrase, nevertheless, at thy word I will, but you know we better know that he will stop. So uh, like those biblical characters, that phrase at thy word I will, that should apply to our own everyday life. Um, so you know your um, in your school or your business life, you know, when, when we fail in something, uh, like I said before, we're tempted to just give it all up, give up everything, just leave it in the past, never pick it up again. Um, you know, we get discouraged, and then we, you know, we just run away. An example here, you know, maybe you expected yourself, um, you expected victory for something, something that you were longing for, and you expected yourself to, um, gain victory from it. Though. Of course, things don't always go our own way, um, and uh, it doesn't um, turn out the way we want it to be. Maybe we aim for a whole with God, you know, I'm going to read my Bible more, I'm going to pray earnestly, unfortunately, every day, daily and nightly, um, be consistent, but, you know, afterwards, we stop after a few weeks, months maybe, you know, and we fail. Um, yeah, so you know, you're a lot, but you still haven't been able to your the answer what we need to do is to let down the net again, uh, because that's what Jesus Christ tells us to do you know, instead of, you know, this time instead you need to, you know, let down the net so in that case, that's like uh, an example of us to, you know try again, but this time to just put, a, put our full trust um, in God and His power and not just your own skill your own strength, you know, uh, I'm good at this thing, so I can um, i'm strong in this field so i can you know i don't need god but no you're going you're gonna to fail again and so we need to try again and to fully trust him and to let him down the net so those are the things that god you know um, wants us to do or um something in the church Maybe we've been tasked to do something in the church and you know um i know that you know sometimes when, some, when I get, um, uh, get given a task to do in the church, sometimes the first you know the first thing we think of is you know ourselves. You know I'll give you know an example. here, Pastor Adrian. He's he's told me to preach many times now. Um, um, I started a long time ago, and he's yeah, he's asked me to preach many times. And I remember in the beginning when I would first start preaching, um, I would be like, oh, I'm too nervous, or you know I'm not too confident, or I don't think I good enough and I remember there was a time when I felt that uh, yes I I did a preaching and I felt like that preaching wasn't good enough or I just felt uh, that was not a really good message and I just I remember feeling um, discouraged from that and you know because of that time you know that discouraged me from preaching again that next time when I when Pastor asked me to preach again that next time so you see my attitude there in the beginning you know I failed or I felt that my um, message was subpar or wasn't that great. Um, I, I failed and I was reluctant to try again because I don't want to face that feeling again. Or I don't um, you know, want to have that, um, that disappointment again. So I don't have that attitude that Peter had here. So the Lord told him to try again. and But this time, uh, and Peter, you know, he, he had no hesitation and he followed the Lord. And he just immediately has the next so myself uh, you know I'm sure you guys as well you know there's like that hesitation that comes when um, when it comes to doing something that God wants you to there's that hesitation or that you know that, that little warning feeling that you get um, sometimes back uh, then you know when pastor tasks me to preach and he's giving me this, a certain date I think oh no I have a, I have a quiz to that week. I have an assignment. June, um, in that week, so I might not be able to. That's what I'm thinking. I have plans, etc., etc., etc. There's just all these excuses, excuses that are just coming into my head, and there's that hesitation. Um, but, you know, I'm still working on it. But by God's grace, as I grew older, that yeah, lesson more. Um, I'm not saying it's completely gone. I remember my mom, she taught me that, um, and I've heard from the church as well. When it's something to do with the Lord, is is non-negotiable. Um, she always tells us to myself and my brother, you know, when when Pastor Adrian here he asks you to preach, it is non-negotiable. Um, so when you're given a leadership role, when you're given a task in the church, that thing is non-negotiable, and you know you should say yes because it's a privilege to do what God wants you to do, Amen. and um, and you shouldn't do it. Pastor Adrian in the morning um, well, he was saying that he would never say no to his pastor, you know, he would always say yes, You know, yes, I'll do it, yes, I'll uh, do this preaching, I'll do the um, Sunday school ministry, yes, 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 I'll do it, I'm um, sure, I'll take that role, and that attitude there is a, at thy word, I will, and um, that, that, that's the attitude that he had, so, you know, God's word, was we spoken to him, God's word was spoken to Peter, and he obeyed it, and that's the same attitude that had. Well, so we should you know not find you know when we get given something, you know, we tend to oh let's, let me try to find a loophole around it or uh, maybe a week later or you know there's no you know we have these excuses and then um, things that pop up but we should aim to have at word I will attitude. So when God has given us something or touched us with something, uh, even though we face, you know, maybe it's something that you've already done before and you failed with it we should try again. We should launch out into the deep. And we should, um, when God tells us to do that something, even when we experience failure, we should say, at thy word, I will. If you tell me to do it, I will do it. That's not even, um, and you know, God will do that through people around you, through Pastor Adrian, or other people that um, wants you to do something. Um, At their word, I will do it. I will follow you. Energy to have. Um, so yeah. that's all I have for tonight and I hope you guys learned something new here. Um, so just to have that um, little summary um, about the story about Peter here, you know, to use your occupation, uh, we're all in different places, different company, you have a different title to the person sitting right next to you. They can't do what uh, you are able to, you know, um, because you are at a certain company. You know, uh, I can't, you know, do the work at your company. But you're in place, specifically in that company. God has placed you into that company and the place that so you're yeah. in, and he wants to to be there. Same with the opposite way with me. You guys probably can't, you know, um, do the work at a university, at a, um, or share the gospel to other university students. But I can't because I'm a university student myself. So, you know, you're all placed, we're all in different places. We're all unique. And uh, we're all in different occupations. And we, uh, he wants to use you and the things that you want to do is work. So your desk space, your, um, wherever you're seated right now, so you can talk to the people around you. So um, that's what we learned here. And um, we, you know, Jesus here, he tested time and space. Launch up into the deep and let down your necks even though no, I know that you've been toiling the whole night but still I want you to let down your necks once again. And he tested um, Simon here and you know, um, because Simon here and Peter, they, they followed him, because he followed what they said, you know, that's what led him to have the great multitude or the great or the fish, so much that he fish um, broke. And lastly here, phrase that I wanted you guys to remember at thy word, I will. So, if you tell me to do it, Lord, I will. That's the phrase that I want you guys to leave here, to just remember your mind, and to not try and find loopholes around it, or try your best to not make excuses with it. And, um, it could be a bit hypocritical for me, honestly, um, yeah, um, because there's that fleshly thing that is uncomfortable, but, um, I pray that you know we can overcome that together and to remember that phrase, at thy word I will. When somebody, when it's given a task to you and it's something to do with God, at thy word, at God's word, I will do it, I will um, do what you want in. So um, that's all for tonight. Yes. Let's go by uh, and pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this message you've given us and thank you for this message and this story. The fishermen here in Jesus Christ, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you help us to learn new things here, Lord. That when we fail, Lord, to try again, Lord, to launch our nets once again, Lord, and to um, um, just try again when you want us to, Lord, and to not be discouraged, Lord. And Lord, I so um, pray for us, Lord, to remember um, to follow your word, Lord, and that we may aim to do it, Lord, as I word, and thy word, Lord, I pray that you can keep that phrase in our minds and our hearts, Lord, and that we continue to um, be blessed, Lord, and that you be with us, Lord, and Lord, as we go our separate places, Lord, as we go to our different occupations in this new week, I pray that you just um, be with us, Lord, and that you give us your wisdom and to remember what we have learned here tonight, Lord, pray that you be with us, give us your wisdom, and to um, give us your terms and mercies as we go in separate ways, Lord, In Jesus, name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, good morning. Good morning.